Is anybody else coming? Uh, I did not invite anyone because I've been scatterbrained as hell today. But if you'd like to invite some people, we are more than welcome. <clears throat> you got a haircut? Huh? I did. You did? My mom just cut it. Nice. It's too hot, dude. Too hot for long hair. Way too hot. I'm trying to get the YouTube link so I can share it around. What's been happening? What's up, Jeff? What's up, Henry? I actually have a picture to show you that Henry sent me today. Of his recent purchase. Oh, I really? Know, I don't know if it's really, really cool or really, really lame. I think it's more. I think it's really cool because of what it is. But like, if I saw someone else wearing it, I'd be like, it's kind of lame. But because it's hen dog, it's pretty cool. All right, give me just a second. God, I hate this. I hate feeling rushed. I hate being in a hurry. I don't. We're in no hurry, man. I am. I'm this just. Is this is the chill show. I know, but I just I don't like feeling like I'm having to play catch up. I do think it's funny how this is like the first time in like five or six episodes that I've been early, and, <laughs> yeah. and I'm, I'm like nine oh one. What happened to Smith Eye? <clears throat> to take the dog out and of course he just he doesn't just go to the bathroom he wanders around for 20 damn minutes yeah that'll happen somebody threw a breakfast burrito or something in the yard like right outside my front door and he went my dog went and grabbed it and i was like what did you grab and i thought he grabbed like a, a cane toad and i looked and he's nothing in his mouth and i crack his mouth open and he starts like death rolling and like fighting me I'm like, what is he fighting me over? And I look and pasted to the roof of his mouth is like a rolled up tortilla. And like I fished it out with my fingers and like flicked it off my hand. And uh, he was so mad that I did that. And for the past like three days, it's still sitting there. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to hear it. I figured like ants and bugs and stuff would eat it. No. And he keeps like, he knows the scent. Like he knows it's in that vicinity. I have to like pull him away. <sighs> he knows he gets him in trouble. What do you have for smoking? Well, I actually have a very special stick tonight. Um, so my good friends, Jason and Shannon, were recently, not recently married, but they were married last year, year before. And at their wedding, they had a real veteran Cuban rolling handmade cigars at the wedding. Nice. And uh, one of the criteria that Shannon had was that It'd be a guy who's been doing, he had to have been Cuban and he, and he has to have done it over 40 years. So this is actually the That's last stick. Very specific. Away. And there's, there's no markings except for like that gold maker's mark. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you right now, it's, it's phenomenal leaf quality. Like the veins are gorgeous and there's a cap. And then on top of the cap, the entire stick is single leaf roll nice and like it just feels good it looks good so i crown cut it and i'm very excited so this is 
This is for you, Shannon Jason. Thank you. It actually smells like old Cuban man cologne. Like legit. I have a Rocky 55. Ooh, look at you with the triple band. Well, <clears throat> I don't like these. It's okay. not because they don't taste good. Okay. Right. I try, I have a three strike rule. So when we get new stuff in, it's like, try it once. It's not great. Okay. I'll leave it alone for a couple weeks. Try it again. Not great again. All right. I'll try it again in a couple months later in the year, whatever. These don't taste bad. Right. But every single one I've smoked is you get no draw and it burns super messed up. Okay. So I figured instead of taking this with me to Daytona, I'll smoke it now. If it ends up failing miserably, I got a Nub Habano on on as my my backup. Okay. And uh, I just my experience with these has not been great, so I was like, why take this to Daytona? I'll go ahead and just smoke it now. And so I'm gonna do that, and then I also have to put together a box for our good friend, Mr. Chris. Bad Lancer Pediculture. I've got some stuff I'm sending out to him tomorrow, so I figured I'd go ahead and put that together while I'm sitting here and all that good stuff. I actually uh, I uh, am making you a small box for Daytona. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm not telling you what's in there or nothing. And uh, you'll enjoy it. So, what's up, Mike and Brad? <clears throat> the um so wait is it a box of like living stuff or is it a box of smoking no, stuff no no the only living thing I'm taking with me is the I was gonna say yeah no the note is the only living thing coming with me to the show the um uh see this draws fine this time that's what sucks. Is I'm not even a big Rocky fan, but these 55s, they're not bad flavor-wise. Like, they're very good, but I always had issues with the draw and the burn. And this one's different, because I thought... Oh, no, it's not. So, Nicaragua wrapper, Costa Rica binder, which I thought was interesting. That's what caught my eye about these initially, is there's Costa Rican tobacco in it, which isn't terribly common. And then Nicaragua yeah. filler, so... <laughs> that's good. It sounds good. So I, um, forgive the audible noises from my cell phone. <clears throat> it's supposed to be on silent. I don't know why it's doing that. I, um, I was actually messing with cigar scanner this morning. Cause I like, I hate to say, but I forgot about it. And I was like, man, I haven't like updated. I haven't been using it at all. Well, here's the thing. I don't use it for the social media aspect. I use it as an inventory. Not necessarily inventory, because like I don't have like okay, I have ten of the I have ten ligas or whatever. Um, oh, Brad, that'll happen every night. <clears throat> um, so I keep it as my wish list of what I plan on acquiring in the near future, my favorites in case I've forgotten one or two, and then I have the journal aspect, which I really don't put a lot of uh, comments in the journal, but I basically, if I have smoked it, I I review it. And then yeah. if I haven't smoked it, I know that if it's in my journal, it's in one of my humidors. So if I'm shopping or if a friend wants to know if, if, if we want to trade or whatever, I can look in there and I know that I have at least one of them in the humidor. <clears throat> so, and now uh, I have the 
first initial light of the Dave Shannon Cuban hand-rolled 40-year-old man, a 40-year veteran old man getting smoked. I'm doing good, Rad. What are you duct taping? Oh. All right, so original toasting, you can, you can smell the Habano like beautiful. Paint, paint us a picture, Phil. Yeah, so the initial toasting, you can smell the Habano perfectly. And I, now I'm curious if it's just like a Habano, like that golden wrap with those nice veins. I don't know if, it's, if that's what I'm smelling or if there's Habano like in the binder to it. I, I don't know. But I, I missed one edge there. It's good. It's good. Yeah, so Chris is getting some king snakes and he uh, he bought so you know how I posted those LFDs yesterday. Mm -hmm. He wants he wanted to try some, so he bought some of those. So this morning I moseyed on down to work and uh, picked him up a handful to put in with the order with the snakes, because I'm just gonna, you know, there's no point in shipping them separate. Mm -hmm. God, I hate that sound. Yeah, that's atrocious. You should stop putting, that. <laughs> putting the styrofoam in the box is always the worst. So, first of all, what pink snakes are you sending him? He got some uh, some alterna. Oh, okay. Duh, I should have known that. Yeah. Um, going back to this this veteran stick, the, the, the wedding stick. So, it smells wonderful. First couple draws was... Very bitter, mm -hmm. but, but good black coffee bitter. Good black coffee bitter. Yeah, like not bitter like stale tobacco bitter. Bitter like I'm like I'm drinking a nice cup of Cuban coffee. And I'm also I'm drinking actual coffee, so I'm wondering if that's helping or hindering. You know what sucks is I didn't have uh, I didn't have time to to make me an americano. I was gonna make me something before, but didn't have time. I'm digging this, man. I really am. And it's not just like the sentimental sentimentalness of the stick. It's it's really well orchestrated. It's a legitimately good I'm eager to see what the next 20, 30 minutes is going to hold. It's kind of burning, kind of wonky, but that may be because I kind of posted it like half-assed. I don't know. Actually, I already got a crack going, too. Look at that. You can see uh, it. Where is it? A little too, little too overzealous on the cut there, buddy. No. No, I think once it got hot, it, it, may, it may have been a little dry and it just kind of expanded a little. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. Happens. All right. That's done. Uh, what is Dan saying? Nice. Excellent, Dan. Glad to hear it, brother. Glad to hear it. Dom's here. Oh, yeah. Look, everybody's here. Everybody's here. Nice. Welcome to the party, pal. It's hot. Mm. 
I'm actually, for once, at like a perfect temperature. I mean, it's probably like 74, 76, maybe. It needs to be winter. Yeah, preaching the choir, Kyle. Ah. Get another drag on that, Rocky? It's a little tight, but it's it's not a chore, which I always hate. And like, that's the worst part is when you get a cigar that, like, it's exhausting to, to smoke. You know, like if it's it's not enjoyable if you're like it's it's a freaking like lung workout where you're like yeah just trying to get something out of it you know yeah cocktail straw nonsense not to sound like a like a first world problems kind of snob but it's just yeah, it's meant to be relaxing and it's not relaxing when you're like trying to constantly relight it it's not like you're not getting anything out of it you know yeah um oh Jesus Mike oof. Good news. So, yeah. Jance and I update. Yes, do tell. Do tell. Um, so last night I did a little welfare check, as I say. Right, and you 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 booped some butts. Yeah. So the male, he's he has been hanging out in the elevated hide. He's been hanging out in the lower hide, like the humid hide. And uh, as soon as I like opened the tub and like was looking at him, he he darted. Like that foliage has been a huge help uh, with those guys. Like they, he just disappeared into it, and I was like, "Cool, whatever, he's alive." You know, the female. Yeah. Um, so I checked under the the main hide; she wasn't in there, and so I need to fix the mounted hide because the way that tub is set up, there's like this little ridge, and so when I go to slide it out. It hits that little ridge in the tub in the tub lid, so I have to adjust. It's and like I, a speed bump. Bum, bum. Yeah, well, I can't. I have to like really put force into it to pull it out, yeah. which isn't going to work when you have a really like high strung snake in there because it's going to go jack you know jack in the boxing out of there. So I'm she I went to go pull that and she wasn't in there, so I was okay. like oh, and so I started digging through the ferns a little bit and she was curled up right in there like nice. Yeah, so she kind of spazzed for a minute, but then after after a couple seconds, she kind of like chilled out a little bit. And I was just using the hook, and I was just gently hooking her and kind of slowly pulling her towards me. And she was kind of going against the grain and trying to find an exit. And uh, but I mean, other than that, she didn't do like what you see in like the videos where they just like dart and they're like oh. they're like moving while they're watching you and like going. <laughs> but. Dude, I gotta, I gotta say, like, watching her and she did the really slow tongue flick thing, which nice. was I've never like I've never seen that in person. It's so cool. Yeah, like, this thing where they like leave their tongue out and they just like, like wiggle it is really mm -hmm. neat. And uh, she didn't strike, she didn't gape or anything like that. I mean, she was she was very tolerable of me, and uh, I mean, is crazy like. I've dealt with like Boiga. Like they're they're pretty well clued in. Like they know what's going on. But these things just another level, dude. Like this thing knew ex like she knew exactly what was happening. She wasn't looking at me as in like there's a giant dark figure. Like she was like looking at me. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, it was like I was just kind of sitting there like I've never experienced this before. Like it was really it was weird. Like I've never 
Awesome. Never kept a species like that where it's like they're not looking at you, they're looking at you. At you. Like and just watching her eyes, and you could tell she was she was kind of like the gears were really turning, you know. Like when I had the door open, she was facing me, and I just had the hook in my hand, and she was just resting on the hook, and I was just sitting there staring at her. And her tongue was just and you could tell she was like weighing her options, it almost seemed like she was like, I can either go like completely flip the script and just go, go. for them, or yeah. I can look for another hide. And it was, I don't, I can't describe it. It was just, it was wild. And so well, today, was, today was feeding day, so I fed them um, small meals, uh, like a hopper for the female. I mean, that's pretty small for them, but just something to get them started, just to test the waters, see where we're at. And they both cook. The male did because I left the males on top of that main human hide. And then we went, we left because we went to my parents' house for dinner and to swim and stuff. And uh, I came back and it's gone. Good. I probably need to double check and make sure he didn't just push it off or something and that it's not on the inside or something. But yeah, um, And then the females, I just put it up in the mounted hide because I'm pretty sure that's where she was at. Because I, I dug around before I put it in there to see if she was in the ferns again or if she was in the hide. And I think she was up in the mounted hide. So I just stuck it up there. Um, and I'll. I'll check. Uh, I'll check on that soon too. And you know, one of the smart things I did in order—I'm going to use this to check that. I originally got it for when I have chondro, like laying females, and I need to check in the egg boxes. One of those auto mirrors, the extendable ones, yeah. with the swivel. You can get them at Walmart for like three bucks. And so I just like I'm going to I'm going to use that. Just extend that. You can point it up there and look and see, without having to take out the amount of hide or anything like that. Like, so I'm going to use that to double check and. I always wanted to get, you know, they sell those like half-ass endoscopes that mm -hmm. you put your cell phone. I always yeah. want to buy one of those because they're like at least five feet long and mm -hmm. just kind of like, fish it into like a hide cave or whatever. That way I don't have to disturb them. But at the same time, like I think like, I think I, I think it's cooler than it really is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm envisioning like uh, the crazy cameras that like the doctor has to look in your ear and shit. And it's probably not gonna look like that at all. <laughs> well, it'd be cool if you had like a nice, cool sort of natural setup for some some knobtails or something, where they have like their little den yeah. areas, and you can go in there and kind of see what they're doing and spy on them in a sense. Um, yeah. Dan asked uh, what my plans are for an enclosure for them. He said he thinks the more intelligent animals need a bit more room. My carpets are good in a freaking shoebox since they are just wired for freaking food. Um, these guys are right now, the male is in a 106 court, the female's in a 200 court, 160 court, I should say for the male. And, uh, it's just, there's a main, a big hide on the floor. There's a, ma a mounted hide up top. Um, just a ton of fake ferns and foliage and stuff. So there's a lot of visual bearers and, uh, I mean, they're, they're good in those for now. They will need something bigger at some point, especially the female, but. Um, Rob Stone had a good point when we had him on the podcast when we were talking about it. And he said, you know, you keep stuff in smaller enclosures. It's just a matter of how efficient are you being with the space in those enclosures. Yeah. So if you have a 200 quart tub and it's just a hide on the bottom in a water bowl and you have like an arboreal species like a, you know, Amazon or something, like that 200 quarts isn't going to matter if there's nowhere, if you're just, if there's just nothing but empty space between the top of that hide 
and the lid. You know, like oh yeah, it becomes much more efficient when you have different things in there for them to utilize that that take up all of the possible dimensions. You know, in the tub. Yeah, it's it's um, the difference. It's the difference between you know living in a high school gymnasium as your home or living in a furnished mansion. They're the same size, but you know how much are you really utilizing the surface area? Right. That you that's actually a really good analogy. That's pretty spot on. But uh, yeah, I mean, those are going to work for now. Um, They're going to last you longer. Yeah, say, yeah, they probably will. Uh, you know, I'm pretty much my, my policy with a lot of my stuff is like keep it in those until it's very obvious that they are way due for an upgrade, you know, because. Like I've had issues with some of the chondros switching them into a bigger tub. They start getting weird with food, and so I move them back to a smaller tub, and they go right back to eating normally. Just there's all kinds of weirdness, you know. Yeah. And I just like some, you know, anybody that the whole argument with the natural vivarium versus you know simple setups and keeping things in racks and whatnot. It's like some species literally just do better when they're in smaller areas with visual barriers and darkness and security. And like I get people get all butthurt too with um, especially people that are new into it that in their mind they have the naturalistic look in their mind right and they're not thinking about you know the um, utilitarian the no 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 they're thinking about the animal their heart's in the right place but they're not thinking about the utilitarianism of it in the sense of like I can have snake you know X in a naturalistic jungly environment that exactly replicates its home in the jungle. But you're not thinking about the same fact that that snake would love to live in a naked attic in someone's home. You know what I'm saying? Or like inside yeah. drywall. Like that snake chose to go in that drywall, whether it was for food or shelter or whatever. So like, I think that as long as you're covering the surface area and making it dynamic and it's not just an empty room, Mm -hmm. You're in business. You know? Well, that's a similar sentiment that uh, when we had Alex Menke of Frog Daddy on the show, uh, he said the same thing. He's like, you know, people argue about what size enclosures you should have a pair of Tinctorius in and, you know, minimum of like 10 or 20 gallons per frog. And it's like, you can keep them in smaller enclosures, but you just have to pack it out with stuff. Like, you can't yeah. just have a pothos and some leaf litter and maybe a coconut hut or two. Yeah. Like it's not going to work with those. Like they need a, they need to be able to get away from each other, and they need to be able to have their own little hideouts and stuff like that. And you know, yeah. it's just that's my biggest issue with that whole debate of you know animals need to be kept in huge uh, you know vivarium setups and stuff. It's like it doesn't work with every species like that. Yeah, obviously you're not going to keep ackies in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. species, it just doesn't do them justice. Like knobtails, there's some species you can go either way. I mean, yeah. I think you've said that knobtails seem to do better in racks than they do in other enclosures. Yeah, chondros, mm -hmm. I think, do better in, in rack-like setups, kind of like what I have mine in, or the python portal setups if they're old enough. Um, corn snakes, like, do whatever you want. Bear drat snakes, do whatever you want. You know, yeah. the Jansen eye, those would probably appreciate. Uh, those are kind of tough, I think, because like they're weird. If you keep them too humid, you have to have good ventilation. And if you don't have enough good ventilation, 
they're really prone to skin problems. The but they come from a yeah, but they come from a very like Ganyasoma in general, like the Oxycephalum and the Jansenai. Um and they come from a very humid area. They come from, you know, Asia, like <clears throat> and they're usually near streams and rivers and stuff like that. And um but they need good airflow because otherwise they're gonna have problems. And so like that's one of those things is do you use cypress mulch? Probably not, because you're going to get mold or you're going to get problems. And those are a fairly delicate snake. Um, you know, I have mine on puppy pads, uh, fake, fake plants, which they like, they don't seem to care. Um, I mean, could you, and I think actually that's the reason, one of the reasons I got them is the person who sent them to me was going to use them as like a display. And this isn't someone who just bought them and doesn't know what they're doing. Like he knows exactly what he's doing. He's very good at what he does. But he just decided, he's like, you know, these probably aren't going to work because you never see them. They're very shy. Yeah. Um, even in his office, he said, you know, I could watch the cameras. And bef- like they, they got used to the, the timer schedule for the lights. And they knew when those lights came on that that meant someone was coming in soon. And so he'd see them when the lights came on. They dart up into their hide like a few minutes before he, he walked in and... Um, you know, those probably just wouldn't do well in a vivarium, I don't think. Um, yeah. yeah. But they don't do well in a rack either. Like, if you do them in a rack, that has to be a pretty decent-sized tub. Um, so it's just one of those things, like, I don't understand why it's so hard for people to understand that it's it's do what works best for that species. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a hard concept to, to understand. Like, I... I can't, I can't get, I don't get it. I can't figure it out. It's people have it in their mind one way or another. It's either A or F. You either pass or you fail. And they don't realize that, you know, sometimes a, a B or a C is pretty all right. I don't know. I just people, they have it in their head that it has to be one way or another. Maybe that's what they read or that's what they were told or whatever. And they'll learn. They'll, they'll adapt or, or they'll fail. And I have no issues if someone wants to keep a collection smaller and deck them out with Bavaria or whatever. Like, if that works for that species that you're keeping, by all means, go for it. But I absolutely refuse to have people tell me how I should and shouldn't be keeping snakes that they've never kept. Yeah, yeah. People who have never kept chondros telling me how I should be keeping chondros. And I'm like, that argument does not work with me. It does not fly. Keep chondros. Keep one in a simple setup. Keep one in a vivarium. See which one lasts longer. My money is going to be on the one in the simple setup. The uh, what bothers me is when you have someone that is overly proud of their enclosure, but they're still having, dead wrong. Well, no, they're still having health and feeding issues. Yeah. Like for example, you have you know enclosure that is this big, beautiful display with the live plants and the lighting and the rain system and the misting and the temperatures and the fucking barometric pressure, but they still have to take the animal out and put in a box to feed it. They still rain put it in a rack, basically. They, they still rain chamber the thing once a month because it's got a shit shed or whatever. You know what I mean? They still they're still having to manually spray the animal's face because it's only drinking off its body and it doesn't want to sit underneath the rain system because it doesn't want to be wet all the time. Like you're doing all this beautiful stuff and it goes back to that whole thing. Is it for you or is it for the animal? Mm. Now, side note, um, there's Sitka blacktail deer in Maryland. Is that what Mike's talking about? 
Because that would be fantastic if there was. Oh, he's, ta he's talking about meter. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely, Mike. Yeah, Mike said that's what happens when people keep animals based on emotion rather than science, which, I mean, for most of these species, can they be kept in a vivarium with decent success? Probably. Uh, but it's one of those things, like, if you want a vivarium, find a species that is known to do very well in a vivarium. You want to go well, like clearly if you're doing that, you're aiming for something that requires a little bit more attention than than just your standard, you know, corn or leopard gecko or what have you. Yeah. Uh, oh, Sitka. Sitka deer, not Sitka. My apologies. <clears throat> thought you were a deersman. I'm not into hoofstock. I'm just not. But the whole argument is exhausting. The debate is tiring. I, yeah. Like why people even still entertain it is beyond me. You know? Yeah, it's 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 difficult because you hear the new person preaching, and part of you wants to say you're fucking new, shut up. The other part of you wants to say, hey, uh, we understand where you're coming from, but you really should try X, Y, and Z. But then the problem is, is that new person gets defensive and you're on Facebook. We all know what happens there. Your boy yeah. Gary Vee said something that kind of resonated with me. Uh, I was watching one of his things. And he was saying that, like, if you have time to comment negatively and continue to retort negatively, then you're not succeeding. And I thought about that. And I was like, yeah, like I never comment. I rarely comment. And if I do, it's definitely usually not negative. That's Mike said he saw a chondro died today in an exoterra with a heat lamp. Yeah, that's. Damn. And that's just like, I, uh, that's crazy too, because chondros have come up, like just chondros alone have come a long way. But we still have so many people keeping them the way that they were kept. 30 years ago, you know, just it's I, where they find out that that's the best way to do it. And maybe it's just a, Hey, I kept snakes previously. This is how I kept them and they did fine. So I'm going to do that with these. Cause this is also a snake, you know? Yeah. It's I still, I just, I can't, I can't figure out where exactly that, where people think that that, that setup is going to work. You know, heat lamps make me, make me cringe for the most part, unless it's on a, Species like Euromastics or something that need to be like on the surface of the sun hot. But now, see, all right, I understand your thought process on that, but like I have heat lamps and some visions, and I don't, and first of all, it's a vision, so I have to be mindful of the wattage so I don't melt the fucking cage. But it gets my basking spot where it needs to be. Now, I'm not using a 75 watt bulb, I'm using like a 35. Well, you're also not using them on a species that needs to be kept. Because my like my the part that about them that makes me shudder is just the fact that they they any amount of like humidity and moisture is getting absolutely zapped, yeah, by those heat lamps. Like that's my problem. And so when you're dealing with chondros that that don't necessarily need a lot of humidity, but you definitely want to keep them super dry, at least like heat dry, like room temperature dry is one thing, but like just baking like 
gas station chicken under the heat lamp like yeah, 10 hours yeah <clears throat> that's 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 the problem but yeah it's not good when your taquito looks like a cigar <laughs> yeah yeah mike says the uh, that was his original setup four years ago the pet shop recommended it and that's that's my other gripe is you know a lot of these pet shops very i mean i maybe i'm wrong in this statistic but I am of the opinion that a solid 90 to 95% of pet shops know very little about the stuff they're actually selling. Of course. And I'm not talking about chains. I'm talking about like mom and pop shops. Yeah. Like there are a handful that are very good, like that mm -hmm. know exactly what to do. They're very knowledge. But I've come to find that when I see a, a, a shop that is not owned, that is not a chain, that is like independently owned... I'm already going into it with this mentality of this is probably not going to be great. But I, you know, I also think too is I've noticed a lot of mom and pop reptile shops, specifically reptile shops. The owner and the manager they know what's up, but unless they fully articulate and burn it in the sales staff's brain, those guys don't know shit. So like, it's okay to know nothing as long as you're taught good stuff. And the, the 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 executive branch, so to speak, doesn't communicate. And then, and I've seen it where they get mad. And they're like, "Who put a heat lamp on this?" It's like, "I did." Why did you do that? Because every other cage has a heat lamp too. I just did. I thought figured it was the same thing, like uniform template. It's like, "No, you idiot! You're gonna kill it." Well, instead of yelling at the guy, how about you beforehand tell him, "Hey, I know everything's got a heat lamp. Don't put a heat lamp on the ones." You know what I mean? Well good example i guess that's sort of a parallel would be there was a point in time where we had a kid working at the cigar shop he's part-time but he knew nothing about cigars okay so how bad does that look when someone comes in wants a recommendation and the guy's like i don't even smoke these things i don't know ah, but see here's the thing i don't think that's that big a deal when when the person is how do I phrase this? Okay, the, the person can articulate the person can articulate a salesmanship or a customer service avenue uh, where let's say they've never smoked a cigar in their entire life and they just got hired because they know someone and they're fairly trustworthy and they know that they're not going to screw anything up in that's, that's pretty life. much what this situation okay. was. So I come in the shop and I go, hey man, it's my first time here. Uh, you guys got me uh, anything you might want to recommend? And the guy goes, nah, man, I really don't know. I just kind of run the cash register. That's bad. But when the kid says or the guy says or the girl says, hey, you know, I'm, I'm actually quite new, but let me find someone who can actually help you out more. Or actually, I'm kind of new to this, but many of our customers have sampled this product. See, that example is fine, but the one before right. when he's the only one working. By himself. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's fine. And so, I mean, Dom brings up a good point, too. She said, just because you own a shop doesn't make you bad in the hobby. And I think this is her off more than seeing people glorified just because of their name. And that's the case I find a lot, too, is these customers that come in, they buy, uh, I don't know, Rainbow Boa, Dwarf came in, whatever. Any information that you give those customers, those people are going to think is right. Because why would you own a pet shop if you don't know what you're doing? Yeah. If you've never owned a car before, 
and you go to a brand new Chevy dealership and you buy a brand new Chevy and you've never sat behind the wheel before and you say, hey, my uncle told me that this is supposed to take a particular type of gasoline. And the guy there says, oh, no, you just put whatever you want in. And then that person pours water in their engine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's – and that's that's the frustrating – because, I mean, I've been in shops, and I've heard guys – I mean, there was one shop. They're not around anymore, but I was in there one day, and this guy, he was an idiot. Um, he had some – he had like a – maybe a Simensis. Then he had a Kuthia. He had a monocle. And uh, they were in cages that anyone could have easily knocked over, could have easily, like – got bit through a ventilation hole, like just absolute train wreck. Yeah. Uh, and he had some dart frogs and he had a, a deli cup, not even a big one, but it had like a Lugamelis, it had a tank and it had, I think an Aratus in it. And some family came in and bought it. And he, I literally sat there and he said, yeah, you can keep him in this, you know, just keep the paper towel moist. Was Interesting. Like, and these people are like, oh, okay, cool. And they just show, they just forked over like 120 bucks for yeah. frogs that aren't anywhere worth $120 together. You know, so A, they got reamed. They don't even know it. They got taken. Two, those frogs probably died in a week. Yeah. Three, this guy gets paid and still continues to stay in business even though he's not anymore. And it's like, these people, that's what's going to happen is they're like I said, oh, this person owns a shop. Why would they own a shop if they didn't know what they were talking about? And people don't realize, like, yeah, you could have no idea what you're doing and still somehow manage to turn turn a profit. Yeah. There's no sort of prerequisite or degree for owning a, a pet store, you know, a brick and mortar. And I mean, it's the same with cigar shops and stuff, too. I'm sure there's plenty of shops out there where they don't know a damn thing about cigars. They just know they sell well. Yeah. You know, they want a recommendation. Cool. Let me throw a dart at a board and whatever it lands on. That's what I'll, I'll give you. Or here's uh, the most expensive one in the cabinet. Right. Yeah. Oh, you've never had a cigar before? A $30 Padron is exactly what you need. Yep. The person's going to be, they're not going to appreciate it because they're not going to, they don't have any context. They're probably not even going to enjoy it that much. They're probably going to be like, that was a waste of $30 not realizing that there are other cigars that aren't as good or better, but you know what I mean? Like there's just, it's, yeah. it's taking advantage of the ignorant, I guess is kind of the, and not ignorant in a bad way, but ignorant yeah. in the fact that they just don't know any better. I wouldn't even call it. I mean, I wouldn't even call it in there. I would say just the, 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 the unknowing, the uninformed, the uninformed. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. But luckily, we have <clears throat> venues like the Herbiculture Magazine and the Herbiculture Podcast that can enlighten people and educate them as to proper husbandry tactics. I mean, that's actually a, an episode I wanted to revisit with Jake because, you know, like the first one of the first episodes we did was like future predictions for the hobby. And I think it's changed since then. It's been two years. You know, I want to do another one of those. Um, but we had talked about like reptiles as a business is one of the early episodes too. And I still stand by my, my stance on if you're in order to do this full time, uh, you can't just breed carpet pythons or whatever it is you really like and expect to make a living off of it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. If you like, think about that, you ever see a pet store that only sells snakes? No. They've got snakes. They've got any popular lizard you could think of. Name any one of them. Some mm-hmm. form of turtle, feeders, dry goods, uh, probably some tarantulas and stuff. Like you have to literally carry everything because you gotta you gotta have options for people. Like yeah. people are gonna want a snake, but they don't want a turtle or a lizard. And people are gonna want a lizard, but they don't want a turtle or a snake. You know what I mean? And so it's like to do it full time. And I mean, I I do give credit where credit is due for brick and mortar owners because. That is a hard. It's got to be a hard business to be able to maintain, at least for a, a span of time. But sure. <clears throat> the other side to that is, you're kind of like the other importers that you buy from, where it's like, get it out the door as soon as possible, because the longer it sits, the more money's being lost. If it sits really quick. Yeah. It reminds me of that scene in Joe Dirt with the guy selling the fireworks. He's like, yeah. you sell snakes and sparklers? You'll, yeah, that's what I like. Kick and wang. Yeah. Oh, man. That's it's because true. Because cigars are just like wine. The price label means nothing. Hello. Hello. What's up, Munchkin? You are a Munchkin. Why are you fighting me? Bug. Little vampire child, what is that? Some sort of little bug? Mm. Well, all right. You'll be a werewolf tomorrow. Probably. Okay. So what else, man? I feel like I barely talked to you this week. Um, Daytona man. Daytona man. Daytona. The dawn is upon us. God, I can't show I'm going to PA and Cody's Thursday. I'm gonna have to sleep in a tent Thursday night. I'm praying to God it is at least somewhat breezy and or cool. Cause okay. I'm dreading that already. But I also I wanna I wanna get out of town like ASAP. I told Jerry, sure. I was like, I'm so desperate to just leave and go be off and on my own and doing whatever I want to do and just. Yeah. Well, you're also going to be my guinea pig because when you go home Sunday, um, I'm assuming you're going home Sunday. Yeah. When you go home Sunday, I want to know about the checkpoints, if there is any in Georgia and South Carolina for when you exit Florida. Because I'm pretty sure there's nothing going in or out of Florida, but I could definitely see there being ones in Georgia and South Carolina. Because I don't know. I don't think there is because Katie drove down. Her dad lives outside of Savannah, and so she has to drive down to Georgia, and I don't think she – there wasn't anything that stopped her there. But, I mean, Florida border maybe. Okay. I hope not, dude, because I hate, like, the nasal swabs and stuff. Those things are just – Worst. I feel like they're trying to take a piece of my brain. I don't need some fucking government-paid stranger to unlawfully detain me whilst they swab the inside of my body. Like, fuck that. Sorry. Ready for a conspiracy theory? Get your tinfoil hat on, buddy. Oh, it's here fair. we go. I got rolls in the shit. 
so they did some free testing here around town at one point not that long ago and there was some friends or some a couple that some friends knew this is very like this is fake very like he said she said my sister's brother's cousin's girlfriend like uh that kind of stuff um Apparently, they were sitting, they went to go get tested, and the line was super long, and they said it would be like an hour and a half wait or something, and so they left, but they still had them fill out paperwork with all their contact information, right? I've heard it, I've heard it 10 times from 10 different people. Really? They never took the test, and it came back. But they got a phone call saying, yep. hey, you're positive, so. Yep. Yeah, I've been hearing a bunch of different stories, all of this, basically the same thing. Um I don't know. Part of me thinks that it probably did happen, but Tom, you're like, absolutely right. No, and here's the difference, Dom. Dom says that we would never survive a pap smear. And here's the difference. If I was intentionally going to a medical facility on purpose to go to see my doctor to be tested or checked for some kind of ailment, and I'm to assume that it's going to be a sterile environment and I'm going to be talked to and everything else. But when I am stopped on the highway or a road with a checkpoint yeah. in East Berlin and a bunch of people in hazmat suits come over, they crack open a wand and proceed to stuff it up my nasal cavity, you can eat my butt. Not happening. Then you try and take off and they're going to like arrest you and haul you off to a, a cell somewhere. Yeah. In, and yes, in Gitmo, Dominique, China. Dominique, I know it was a joke. I'm just still like, I, it, it, it irks me. It's I was, I wasn't like, sure exactly where you were going with it, so I was. No, but I mean, and that's this whole thing is like it'll probably never happen. But if it did, I would be morbidly perturbed. I love yeah. how Dom takes like none of your shit. I know. One of very few people that I let that happen. And so, for the record, everyone thinks that it's Lavisa, and it's not. It's Lavisa. Because oh. we had this conversation on Instagram the other day, and I've said I'm just going to start calling her Laquisha to make it easy. <laughs> Letitia? Yeah. Letitia Laquisha. Letitia. Lolo. 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 Hand dog and Lolo. Yep. Hand dog and Lolo. I love it. Well, it's it's actually pretty clever because she told me her middle name is Joy, and so her parents named her Love is a Joy. Oh, that's Rat awesome. I thought that was very clever. I've never that's heard that like that before. I was like, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. That's good. <clears throat> Andy said, I support roadside chemical neutering stations, but I cannot get behind COVID checkpoints. <laughs> oh, Andy. <laughs> so, yeah, Daytona, I'm fucking stoked. Literally stoked. Dude, the next, I'm working the next three days and. Sick clever is an itchy for child abuse. Oh, Jesus. 
My middle name is Hurl, so I'm right there with you. Hurl? Hurl. Oh, Hurl. Hurl. Hurl, like, like to vomit. Like H-E-A-R-L. Hurl with an H. Oh, oh, okay. But... Is that really your middle name? That's my middle name, and that's what you just said is exactly what I heard throughout most of grade school. So... Interesting. It's a good thing I'm a gentle giant because I was picked on relentlessly. <laughs> I'm a yeah, pacifist. I don't tell people my middle name. I like to have them guess because it's actually two names. L P. So it's Philip L P Wolf. Nobody ever gets it. Phil. They, they come little, up with really interesting stuff. Phil Litter, Little Pecker Wolf. Heard it. Heard it. I've heard Phil loves pastrami wolf. That's I mean I do love pastrami, so I wouldn't even be upset about that one. Yeah. Heard them all. What is it? What's I'm the second it. what's the second letter after the L? Is it an O? It's gotta be an O or an E. The first there's two names. Right. Right. So the second letter of the first of the first middle name is L E. Lewis. No. You're going to do a whole fucking show of this? <laughs> it's like Wheel of Fortune, dude. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, let push. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. La Pimp. Bill La Pimp Wolf. They're actually pretty dope. It's not Leonard, but you're close. Very close, Dominique. Very close. How are you close to Leonard? Saying she is. Oh, Longicuda. That would be cool. That would be very cool. But no, Cox, you're incorrect. <clears throat> Leonardo? So, close. Closer than Leonard. I don't know, Mike. Yeah, What's what is the, the elephant? elephant? Yeah, what is the elephant in the room, Mike? She, you know. I was say, did Justin get like new monitors and I didn't notice? <clears throat> no, I mean, these are the same. Yeah. Oh. I didn't, even, I didn't even know there was. I'm going to go look now. Yeah, we need to watch this video on YouTube right now. We need to show the masses. I don't, I might get, it might get taken down for copyright. Oh, uh, whatever. Mike says, whose green tree python was in Cardi B's WAP video? Oh, so I got to the second third and it finally went out. I was smoking it slow as shit because I wanted to see if it would die. Okay. It was going good so far. Oh, that's wild. What are you talking about? Me? Oh, on the cigar? Yeah, it's good. It is for science. It is for science. Oh, this is official audio. This isn't even a video. Damn it. The first line is whores in this house. What a banger. <sighs> well, that's a nice fountain. Bill, you would appreciate that fountain. Okay. And no, Dan, I wish it was Leonidas. It is not. It is not Leonidas. I'll give you guys the, the first one. It's, it's Leo. 
You guys are getting close. This is Leo. It's my uh, my great grandfather's name. I can't say that I actually listened to Cardi B, but uh, I can't tell you that I could pick her out of a lineup, to be honest. Uh, I'm way too analog for the 21st century. Sad panda. This is... Ooh, Andy says explicit. that uh, David just had the first Manaquari Barnax clutch just now. Kudos nice. to that. That's awesome. Very cool. Oh, uh, Justin, I was going to feed the Nauda probably tomorrow or the next day. That way it had a meal in it before it came to you. That way, if you had want to wait a week or whatever, he'd be fine. Sure. Just want to fill you in. I'm actually kind of like intrigued because now I'm going to have this dope ass arboreal vision cage that's empty. And it's like, what do I put in it? More Cynodon. Gotta find him. Gotta find him. Well. <clears throat> Actually, it reminds me, I gotta feed that fucking thing. I forgot. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm enthralled in this, this video. Well, I'm attempting to make conversation because. The people that are listening to this in their work vehicle, i.e. Brian Cox, there's going to be a lot of dead air on this track. <laughs> you should watch this. It's very, very bizarre. Yeah. Not complaining about the video at all. I don't. I've never listened to her music, really. I like the older... Raps and hip hops. <laughs> Cox says, I'll throw a chewy box over it. <laughs> Ryan, you get a bunch of chewy boxes? <clears throat> I'm going to see what the comments are on this bad boy because I bet you they're hilarious. Cox, what did you bail out and get? Minnows. You bought minnows, bro? Why wouldn't you just catch minnows? I don't know whose condor that is, but it looks like a nice Aru type. That's funny, man, because like I know a lot of people around <laughs> me that won't get chewy because they want to support like local veterinarians and stuff. All right, what is WAP? What is that? WAP? I, don't, I don't know what it stands for. Maybe I'm too monochromatic for that. There's just too many fucking acronyms these days. Between, you know... I'll bet you Urban Dictionary knows. I was going to say, between Urban Dictionary and, like, the military, there's just too many fucking acronyms. Oh. Oh, Cox, you told me about the White Cloud Minnows. Those are awesome. I I, I forgot. It, you had put that in the group chat earlier. Those things are gorgeous. <clears throat> well... Oh, okay. Thank you, Andy. Andy has informed me, and I'm time to. I did that. Just looking at it on dictionary right now. Yeah. So uh, Andy informs us that 
WAP, W-A-P, is wet-ass pussy. And it must be I'm because to, we're getting old. It's because we're getting old. And I'm to read it in Cody's voice. So thank you. Thank you. God, no, you got to read the goddamn it part. Oh, Cody Bartolini, when he, so funny when Cody gets pissed. It's like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anytime we're all hanging out, that's all we say. Like, all we say, God damn it. He's a trick. Thank God they didn't use wasp and they just used wap. <laughs> See, I they would understand. That would have been bad. Wasp. Do you ever listen to Wasp? Was that one of your, your bands? I feel like you were. Definitely you seem like not. a Wasp guy. No. Quite the contrary, old man. <clears throat> I'm not a big fan of Wasps. <laughs> he said the Condro needs to get checked for internal and external parasites after that video. Now I gotta watch it. Now I have to. It's uh, Jay. I mean, if you like cleavage and provocative dancing. Phil looks like a retired juggalo. Ryan, that's just mean. How do we look like a retired juggalo? How? I can't. I could actually see you at like the the gathering of the juggalos with the face paint and everything, and, oh like, God, just a cigarette girl. hanging out your mouth the whole time. You guys are like losing friend points right now. Jesus. Ugh. Ryan said it. We're all thinking it. Fucking said it. No, I, I, I'll be honest. I had friends that were juggalos, and they would play that atrocious fucking music. But one of my, one of the most, I won't say a favorite of any kind, but one of the funniest movies to put on at like a house party is, um, now I can't remember the name of the Big Money Hustlers. Everybody remembers Big Money Hustlers. No? Am I too old for that? I guess so. Magic, magic ninjas, what? Any luck with first dates in the woods this week, Phil? What's that? Mike would like to know if you had any luck with the first dates in the woods this week, chopping down some trees? <sighs> no, no, um, no. I'll tell you this, though. Uh, I didn't even realize what time of the year it is. My buddy just, uh, <laughs> the phrase is appropriately, my buddy just flacked a doe on public land this uh, two days ago. And I haven't even renewed any of my hunting licenses at all. And I actually did go on a first date this week, and I did not take her into the wilderness at all. We went to Miller's Ale House. I hate you all. <laughs> And no contract, <laughs> not slamming fake <laughs> over Marble Reds. Dan said he just went to watch that video. He said he gotta get a titty fountain. <laughs> uh, it was funny, man. I went on that date and uh, I learned real quick that the girl like talked for a living and through her work, she like very she talks a lot of work. So when we were hanging out, she's like, listen, I'm really sorry, but like, I talk all day long. I don't want to talk anymore. I was like, it's great. <laughs> I'm glad 
that you chose to go out tonight. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks. You, know, you couldn't say, hey, hey I'm really we'll tired. Of you. Minds. Yeah. <laughs> are you um, allowed to salvage roadkill in Florida? No, you are not. But I think it honestly depends on where you are. So, like, obviously, there's no deer in South Florida in the urban areas. But, like, if you were up in, like, Orange County or Pinellas County or DeSoto or something, I don't think anyone would really care if you did. But at the same time, we don't have the good roadkill. I know that sounds horrible. We don't have the good roadkill that, like, northern states would have. Um, but it is extremely illegal to harvest any roadkill alligator. Um, so like, you'll go to jail for fucking with a roadkill alligator which didn't make any sense to me because it's not like you killed it and dragged it into the street like it's definitively roadkill but like people will pull over the side of the road they'll cut the head off they'll cut the tail off they'll cut the feet off like it's, it's kind of fucked but at the same time like i just i would consider it the same as like a good roadkill a good road killed whitetail but in florida that's super illegal with alligators specifically You know, Andy, I, I don't know. There's a reason he got all that meat from Walmart, okay? Yeah, that's true. That's true. God, remember when, like, everyone was talking about that for, like, a month? Yeah. Now you don't hear anything about it? Yeah. She's always judging, like, Dom. Judge and jury. <laughs> but, yeah, I also, uh, there's also, like, the number one killer of Florida Panthers is being hit by a car. And I remember the story somebody told me where they had reported, because you're supposed to report every Panther. Yeah. That Even if you didn't hit it, if you see it, you're supposed to report it. And uh, there's one strip of Highway 29 that goes through the Panther Preserve. And obviously that's the majority of the roadkill, which is horrible because there's signs and lights and speed bumps and like they do everything in their power and people still speed. Um, but I remember a story of somebody who did not hit the cat, but reported it. They waited on the side of the road for FWC to show up. And when FWC showed up with their biologist, they took their measurements, they got their data, and then they had, like, the carcass guy take it away. And the guy was like, hey, can I take some of the meat? And they looked at him like he had three heads. They're like, what are you, nuts? Do you want to eat this? And he was like, well, well, yeah, like, I've never had mountain lion. Like, I want to... <laughs> You know what I mean? Which to a lot of hunters is doesn't isn't that crazy, but to people in South Florida that don't hunt or like the fish and wildlife biologist, that was the most asinine statement of all time. So I don't know. She does. Dom knows all. Actually, uh, Mike, have you ever actually gotten good, like salvageable roadkill or not? <clears throat> what did Andy put? Oh, Andy says uh, he was disappointed that they didn't feed them to the tigers. You know, a waste of meat, although he can see why they wouldn't want to risk zoonotic transmission. Another thing that is a big deal uh, that most people don't know about is chronic waste disease. And uh, Mike can correct me or Dan can correct me if my numbers are wrong, but I'm pretty sure 
chronic waste disease has been identified in like 38 states or 39 states. But just because it's identified in the state doesn't mean the state has an outbreak or has a definitive case of it. For example, like I know Florida, it's marked as having chronic waste disease in certain species, but I don't think there's any positive cases in the past like 15 years. So I don't know if that was something that someone brought from the Midwest and it tested positive or it was, a, I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested to look at it and look into that. Yeah, Cox, chronic waste disease is the fucking devil. What we actually have in Florida, which is actually really bad, is a um, pseudo rabies in feral pigs. Um, and that's a big thing that Florida Fish and Wildlife is trying to educate the masses about because there's so many pig hunters in Florida. People from out of state come to, to hunt pigs, no different than they do in Texas and Louisiana. But our population has pseudo rabies so, so high. And from what I gather, and somebody please correct me if I'm wrong, uh, pseudo rabies really doesn't affect humans at all, but it's extremely lethal to canines. And you hear horror stories of, you know, guys who went out and shot a pig and they quarter it and they're field dressing or whatever. And whether they have gloves or not, but like they're stepping in the blood or they step in feces and then they bring the boots home and they're, you know, Fido licks the boot and then Fido dies, you know, a week later or whatever. So I find that interesting. I also have a friend that uh, about two years ago contracted um uh swine what is it swana brucosis is that what it is and basically he was infected from a small cut on his hand and he wore latex gloves when he field dressed the animal and he still contracted it and it made him sick for like 22 months so yeah that sucks that's why I'm super, super paranoid about keeping things sanitary. Like, I mean, yeah, we feel just a lot of stuff in the pickup truck bed, but like we make sure that we have things fairly clean and gloved up and garbage bags and all that. It's surprising how much pork we still eat, given how common parasites and stuff are. Yeah, because pork is amazing. It's, I mean, it's very good, but I mean, I don't, yeah. I think you get more infections, be it parasitic or bacterial from pork than I think we do anything else. Yeah, I would probably concur. I told you about the best pork I ever had, right? No. What's up, girl? What's up? What's up? What's up? That's fantastic. Perfect. Nice. Mess with so bad. Up, Hang on. Cool. Have a good night. When I'm not poor, Cox, he said when I'm going to quit screwing around and get, I get some emeralds. I'll get some if you want to pay for them. I will <clears> gladly <throat> keep them. Emeralds just die so well. Sorry, but it was more than no, I mean it's it's true. I like I've been interested and Andy I'm sure could chime in and I'm you know Casey's got some experience with them now, but that's another one I see I'm like, man, I could get a pair for six hundred bucks and they're imports, but it's like my odds you, of being successful with them are probably pretty slim. 
I, I tell you, man, I'm, I'm actually like, I'm not a green tree guy as most people know, but like I talk to Socrates at least once a week and dude, some of his basins and stuff, they're just killer, man. They're so killer. And like, I know he's going to produce some awesome animals this year. And like, I'm just like waiting for him to call me and be like, dude, get over here. She's dropping. Because like, that's going to be so cool. I can't fathom what those babies are going to look like. They're going to be awesome. Maybe that's I think, I don't know. I just, my days of paralysis, I think, are kind of done. Unless I can get a, my hands on some, some nice Russian burger eye. Mm, yeah. And I mean, if I can get some emeralds that are solid and I don't have to worry about them randomly, like, just deciding to go downhill, then... Yeah, but, like, I look at it this way, too. Like, if let's say I got a couple animals from Socrates if he produces stuff. Like, this is just, like, all hypothetical. His animals are top. And, like, I would feel way more comfortable acquiring those animals as babies from him than some of the other people that I've seen because, I don't know, I just, like, maybe because I see his animals all the time. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like in, in text and Instagram and stuff. I don't know. Because, I mean, I would love some basins. Like, basins are awesome, but I'm not... I don't see myself being able to fork over the exorbitant amount of money for some nice, solid basins, you yeah. know? Yeah. Which, if I had a choice, and I'm sure this is the case for everybody, if they had a choice between basins and northerns, they'd probably go with basins. Yeah, but I, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't, I don't feed into that like, oh, basins are what you have to do, like that's the best, you know, that's the elite. Like I don't feed into that at all. Like I'm sorry, emeralds are difficult regardless. Emeralds are special and beautiful regardless. So I don't know. Sorry, my neighbor came out and I was like, my mind is like in 15 different places now. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. A lot of places. I wonder, do you know, have you heard any updates as far as the hotel and the outdoor seating and anything like that? Do you know? No, and, no, and I was probably, I'm probably going to call them tomorrow or the next day and just get it from like the horse's mouth. Um, I cannot physically see the resort closing down operations that dynamically, like I had mentioned, because they're just going to piss everyone off. You know, yeah, what I'm I mean? bringing a folding chair with me. Yeah, yeah, like I'm, I'm bringing camping chairs just in case, because like I, I, I just I can't see them doing that, man. Like, all right, you want to limit exposure? You want to close the tiki bar? All right, close the tiki bar, but leave the tables and chairs there. You have to. I think. I wonder if it's maybe it's just because, like, they'd have to have one or two people constantly keeping an eye on it and making sure they're disinfecting everything as soon as a group comes and goes. Like, maybe it's just. Yeah, but I understand I, that's also this is have someone place. sit there and do that all day, all night would be yeah kind of ridiculous. But the resort has not had a decent occupancy prior to this because of COVID. And now they are at max capacity. And not max capacity for COVID. The hotel is sold out. No vacancy that weekend. What did they think was going to happen? Everyone's just going to keep sequestered to their hotel room? No. So, 
I don't know. I think that the precautions are going to be taken, but I, I can't see them. I can see them closing the bar at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock. I could see that. I could, you know, get the staff out of there, disinfect, whatever, but I cannot see them pulling the fucking patio furniture. And if they do, we're going to raise some hell to, you know, change that. So what the fuck am I paying for? You know, a, a, a bed? I, I mean, yeah, I might as well discount the rate then if that's the case. Exactly. You know, I, my, my, I worry about all the restaurants being absolutely packed because everyone's going to try and eat at the same time, especially if they're all closing early. Um, you know, the bars and stuff, like water fountains, like just weird small stuff. Just Sure. I don't, I don't know. I also was thinking this too. Uh, is the symposium canceled? Is the live auction canceled? Is the silent auction canceled? Is the cocktail hour canceled? You know, how can you have a, a live auction? They were doing the talks still. What's that? They're doing the talks still, I believe. Okay, so the whole symposium thing is still happening. Yeah, I'm assuming it's going to be mask on and you know every other chair or whatever, which I can see. That's that's cool. You know, the room doesn't fill up anyway. But how are you going to have the silent auction and a live auction and a cocktail hour with masks and six foot, six foot distancing? Like, you can't. So either people are going to just buck up and deal with it in their own way, or they're going to bitch and moan and have something changed. Let me see if they have any updates on their Facebook page. Yeah, but I don't even think that Wayne and them are going to know these things. I don't. I think it's going to be like literally last minute, this is what's happening. <clears throat> it's the the comment section on this stuff is hilarious. Andy, I got your text. Thank you very much. People in like Canada that are like, "Why could you do this? This is so irresponsible." Well, and that's are you going? I have I have gun friends in in Toronto, and he was just telling me about how all their cases are this and that, and it's, the numbers are so low, and nobody's really doing masks anymore because it's kind of phasing itself out and blah, 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 blah. And he, you know, he's not judging us because let's face it, he has a house here and he's basically almost American. But that just goes to show you that in places like Toronto and Montreal and Vancouver, these are major, major cities and their numbers are lower and ours are still exploding and we still have regulations and precautions and things being taken care of. So it just goes back to the tinfoil hat, man. You know what I mean? Well, someone asked, is there still going to be an auction? And the expo responded, yes, the auction is Saturday night as always. So, Oh, see what happens. We're all going to have masks. So we just you know take care of ourselves. Be smart about it. You know? We'll all have fucking Purell, that's for sure. What was I going to say? Oh, I caught the Fuscus drinking water for the first time. I walked by the rack and I saw something in the corner of my eye and I look and he literally had his nose to the meniscus of the water and was just like, you know, and I had not seen him actually drink before. He never, he never, he never soaks in the water. You know, for an aquatic snake, you'd think he'd be in the bowl. He never is. And he just sat there and like sipped. And then he saw me and he was like, oh, oh, oh. Hi. 
And then I kind of backed up, and then he backed up. And I was like, all right, at least I know he's drinking something. Thought that was cool. Hopefully, I can find him a girlfriend at Daytona. I won't hold my breath. So there's those corns that Trumbauer posted. That I'm yeah. Interested. If I get mail, I actually need to. What do they call that? A blushing okay No, it was like a buckskin. Buckskin. Um, I mean, it wouldn't really be part of the locality stuff that I'm aiming to work with, but phenotypically very similar, and I think it would produce some really nice stuff. But I probably need to 100% verify that the one I have is female before I go, just to make yeah. sure. Um, Mike wants to know one or two stogies this episode. I'm, still I'm first getting down to the wire on mine. I've been pacing myself so I can enjoy this. I'm actually about to relight it right now. Mike, what are you smoking tonight? Actually, I was going to ask if Dan's smoking tonight. I didn't know if Dan was working. I don't know if Dan's still around. Mm. He usually says goodbye unless we missed it. Oh, I still have to burn that out. Uh, so, yeah, the, those corns, which Craig said they go pretty quick, um, whether or not they actually do, or if he was just saying that so that I'd make a beeline to his table, who knows? I doubt that's the case because he seems like a pretty solid guy, but um, Subox. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dan's got a package coming. Should be there tomorrow from me. Nice. I've had a lot of people ordering... Uh, ordering from me lately which is very nice because i get cigars when you guys do that i get i get a cigar bonus for online sales nice melania's are good i love the maduro oh man i was gonna say uh i'm actually uh excited for friday afternoon when we're in daytona i'm gonna spark up the um now I can't remember the goddamn name. The Menelik. Men 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 I'm very good. I'm I've been eyeballing it like every day when I or like every other day when I open up my box. I'm Easily like, the best stick foundation makes, in my opinion. Mm. And it was their event only cigar that they gave away at events, and then it, I guess it got so popular that people wanted it enough to where they just said, "Okay, we'll, we'll start selling it in brick and mortars." Um, yeah. When are we going to smoke the aromas, though? Should we smoke those? The ones that Chris got us? What? You could do that Friday night. You could do it Saturday morning. I don't care. Because <laughs> I don't know when I'm planning to leave Melrose to head to Daytona. You said you're not going to get there until, like, midday, late afternoon. So I want to try and... I want to hit up that cigar shop up the street. If the lounge is still open and I get to Daytona early... Yeah. Like if I beat Danielle and them there, then I'll probably just go hang out at that cigar shop again. Probably maybe work on some magazine stuff if I have time. Um, yeah. So I'm thinking that Friday morning I'm going to drop my dog off at my parents' house at like 9.30-ish because I figure that I'll, I'll be like a half an hour or so. I'll probably have breakfast then, bullshit with them for a little bit. Then I'll hit the road, go to Matt and Jamie's. That'll be an hour. So that'll put me around 10.30, 11-ish. And then they had some stuff because they have parrots that they're going to drop off to be boarded. Um, so they're going to board the birds 
and then probably hit the road around 11.30 or noon. So that's uh, 12 to 1, 1 to 2, 2 to 3. I figure I'll be there around 3.30-ish. But okay. I want to get there a little earlier because I want to I want to try and get in and help Billy move some shit, set some shit up if he still needs it. And uh, also I was going to try and drop off the shirts to him that he's been so kind enough to oh, throw on his table. Is it hurt? And yes, Dominique, they do have chocolate cigars. I will make it a mission to procure you some if Justin does not have them. And yes, anyone who will be attending Daytona, I will have Knobtail Gecko shirts and hats if you want them. You can buy them. Flew into my eyeball. Mike, you're going to need another shipment already? I love you. What do you mean? They come in on YouTube and it shows up on here. But when you go on YouTube, there's no section for comments. There is. got to click it. Where? There's like a thing where it's like a live chat and it shows you. Uh, Dan, it doesn't bother me at all, at all, buddy. I'm glad you buy from us. Cox won't buy cigars for me though, because Cox is just too cool. Yeah, we're gonna have a uh, HM shirts too. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have a ton. Um, but Billy did make some, so I'm sure we'll have some decals and we'll have all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah, there's gonna be HM stuff. There's gonna be Knobtail stuff. There's gonna be Uabami stuff. It's good. You better get me a shirt. I will get you. You never get me shirts, and then you accuse me of clipping your wings when I'm trying to support you. Katie, what size are you? In a men's. In a men's. Large. Large. I will make sure that I put a large. I will give Justin a large knobtail shirt to bring back for you. What? He's going to get you a knobtail shirt. Thank you, Phil. You're welcome. Somebody appreciates me around here. <laughs> like he doesn't appreciate you. Please, woman. What? You're, you're his goddess. He didn't say nothing. He did too. He didn't. He said he loves Jim. What? She can't hear me? What'd you say, Phil? I said, I said, please, woman, you're his goddess. His god? What? I didn't hear. I can't hear. He won't share the fucking headphones. How am I supposed to share the headphones? I don't know. Your head's big enough to fit in between them. You should put it on my head. Damn. That's what you get for saying I had a Tom Selleck mustache earlier in front of your whole fucking family. Get that up. Hey, Dom. And he won't buy me any t-shirts. Because we're budgeting. Because we're trying to pay off debt. I'm not spending my fun money on your shirts. You are so full of shit. Think I made of money? You don't want to get into this with me. I really don't. 
Just I'm working on it. I gotta get my Sally Hansen wax strips because I wax this unibrow right here I too. The unibrow. No, uh, secretly, Justin is actually a trust fund baby worth 1.6 mil. It's news to me. Secretly, he that can't access the money until he's 42. Be wonderful. That's not very long from now. I only got to make it 12 years. Burn. She's gonna try and kill me and get it. When you're 42. The insurance. We got 12 more years. Mike, I am smoking a hand rolled Habana wrapped mixed stick that was from my good friend's wedding. They hired a 40 year veteran old Cuban guy to roll sticks at their wedding. That's what I'm smoking. We're but it's not, not actually a Cuban cigar. Be that cool. It's not a Cuban cigar. It was rolled in Fort Lauderdale. Rolled in hands. Does that count? Does probably, it flavor probably it Dominican, no. Well, he, he physically told them that it was a mixed leaf. But it's the wrap is Habana. Can you do me a large favor? Cox, what do you mean? Well, left hand cigar? Everything is left hand, man. You don't listen to uh, uh, Randy Hauser? Huh? I like the smoke from the left hand. I'm parched. Help. The skinny white one I just had is a cigarette. I did get So we had that. Uh, I had that Oliva event the other night. Oh, yeah? And I got this Oliva sign. Oh, look at that. That looks great. Uh, the rep's like, here. And I was like, okay. I don't mind if I do. I love cigar events, dude. I smoke, like, whatever I want. Reps are like, I got it. Nice. Hell yeah, you do. That's it, man. Dude, the reps got to take care of the sales staff. The pro staff needs okay. to be massaged by the reps. What's the point? Why would you want to sell their product if you're not getting massaged by the reps? I feel bad because the Aganorsha rep comes in all the time. And we may carry his stuff now that we're going to about to have some more space in the humidor, but he comes, still comes in and visits, and Raj like, never buys his stuff. Mm, but it's cool because he actually he, – he's kind of a – he's a snake guy too. He used to be in, into snakes a little bit, and so uh, – I think I was wearing one of my dorky Condro shirts or something one day, and he was a conversation starter. But. Cool. Cox, what, what is the code? Text me the code, because I thought you were making a, a Randy Hauser, you know, country music song joke. Hydrate. Cigar Vixen is phenomenal. I like Cigars Daily. I watch his stuff a lot. Yeah. Videos. I like the guy from Boveda. He's cool too. I'm a I'm a huge Boveda fan now. I'm hooked. There's no. I Boveda. love I love that humidor I have. Yeah, the acrylic one. Nice. I'm gonna get some like LEDs or something to put in it. Look under it. Pretty pretty dope. Yeah, that would look good. Those LED tape tape strips or whatever. <sighs> So yeah, uh, I think that uh, this week's anticipation for the team is going to be monumental. I don't know how I'm going to handle it. We probably do. So, yeah. What's going on? 
Is that me? Yeah. Is that a delay? That's just weird, man. Before I open the app. Is Kate watching us live? She wants the live stream so she can talk shit while she's in bed watching us and make fun of me the whole time. Don't, Kate, don't get too. Uh, don't get also, staying out of the What's that? She's also staying out of frame because she ain't got no damn pants on. Oh. It's the best kind of pants. No pants. What is wrong with you? I came out here to show you my spider bite. You saw a spider bite. If she gets any kind of bug bite of any kind, it's a spider bite. Yeah. It's one of those like people that's like, I saw a brown recluse in my attic. It's like, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. It was brown and it was reclusive. <laughs> That's wise says Travis killed a black widow is attached black, to our um, black widows are everywhere. Trash can out here earlier. Black widows are, are nothing special here. They're everywhere. But we do not have brown recluse native to our area. If yeah. you see one, it ain't supposed to be here. I know that. If you want it's probably not one. Because you told me. Yes, Mike. Mike knows. Spider bite trick. <laughs> Just trying to get some. Say, so stand up and frame, Katie. Nothing. Oh, he said bros before host. What? No, maybe. No. Maybe you should get you a help. I'm trying, man. I can try to help you. You live too Need far away. Help? What? Yeah, all right. If I was still working in the hospital, I'd hook you up with a cute nurse. Yeah, but you live twelve hundred miles away. That's okay. You can move here. That's it. That's it's it. Better That's than Florida. Listen, lady, them bottom terms. <laughs> uh, okay. This show is getting out of hand this evening. It is. It's getting it's out just of a roller coaster of topics. Yeah, it's like dead air, obscurity, reptiles, cigars, dead air, obscurity. <laughs> Mike, I'm going to send you a picture of my humidor if I have one still. Why'd you put it up on the page? Because it's on my phone. It's not on my computer. Oh, well, see, if you had an Apple product, you could link to I don't because I actually like my phone. Oh, okay. You could just send it to me, and then I could screen share it. Sure. Are you sending it to me or no? I'm working on it. Oh, oh my god, my ear balls. That is not. That is a picture of you and a kitty. <clears throat> that is too adorable. Alright. Let's do this. 
Okay, why do I have three windows open? What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm out. That walk video got all my floppy, whatever that means. <laughs> I don't even want to know if I want to know. Oh man, I literally, I literally just envisioned Dan sitting on his couch watching that, making this face like. <sighs> All right, why now? Why can't I open this like this? What the fuck? All right, screen share, application window. You share. should have an Apple product. <laughs> it's right there. Why don't you fucking throw it up there, pal? So, so of yeah. course, I had to throw the HM logo decal on there. Of course, absolutely. But it's nice because you just throw the Bavada packs under that bottom tray, and the little dividers are adjustable because of all those little slats. So now, uh, let me do this. This has to be shared. Me outdoor. forcing my parents have outdoor cats, which I do not agree with, but they just got this little bastard recently, and I love him, her, and so I forced her to love me. That's before my haircut, because I'm 29 and my mom cuts my hair, and I have no shame in that because it's free. Now, this is what I was talking about with Henry earlier. Henry just ordered these for himself. Now, if you pay close attention to said shoe, you will notice that, whoop, that is not what I wanted to do. Why is this the It is snakeskin. But it's not just any snakeskin. Anybody recognize that snake? Mango? That's mango. That is literally a photo of mango scales that Henry put on a fan shoe. Fuck yeah, hen dog. I saw somebody uh somebody else did that with one of their condors. Oh look, she must have got the app and figured it out. Oh jeez. Dan's loins were frothy. Road hard and put away wet. Dan's a big man to be frothy. Just saying. I'm having another cigarette for Dan. You know what I want? Remember in Greece when they're doing the Grease Lightning dance on the car? And Homeboy pulls out that lighter and it's got the flame that's like friggin' two foot long and he's lighting the cigarette. Dude, I want, I want one of those lighters so bad. Dude, that's easily attainable. So this is when you're getting into the danger zone, when you have a mustache and beard. You start smelling some burnt hair, you know. It's too getting too close. Call that the Kenny Loggins. Danger zone. Danger zone. I used to, you know what's funny is I used to play Halo 1 on PC. Yeah. And when we played on... Uh, I don't remember the, remember the name of the map, but it was the island. I used to get in the Banshee, and I'd instantly throw on Kenny Loggins. I start flying around, blowing up shit. That's hilarious. 
is hilarious. I love watching like the military videos of like real dudes with real fighter jets and they're listening to Kenny Loggins. Like that's that just makes my fucking day. Or like the dudes in the aircraft carriers and like they're doing I feel like it's almost a requirement. Like you can't yeah. be a jet pilot and not yeah, throw on Kenny Loggins. It's true. At least once. Like what's the point? Yeah, right. Why bother? Dominique says MMP instead of WAP. <laughs> Man, you know, was it was missing Nicki Minaj. You love that Nicki Minaj, don't you? I, hey. Faking all the right places. And I can't explain it. Cardi, Cardi's in in the in the league. All right, I gotta look at these freaks because now I'm running blank. You just gotta watch the video, dude. I just want to see what the. Oh my god, she's an alien. <laughs> this is literally someone from outer space. There's a little green dude driving her inside with joysticks. What are you talking about? I just typed in Cardi B because I want to see what she looked like. Okay. That's not human. That's extraterrestrial. She's actually, she's like, listening to her talk is funny as shit, dude. That's extraterrestrial. Oh, is that who does that horrible? Yeah. Oh God. Oh. I'm too old, man. Too old. Not hip to the lingo. <laughs> Doctor slam critics of Cardi B's WAP song. Don't shame healthy women. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh. Hilarious. Our country's just yeah. a trip. Katie says, look up Cardi B Star Wars sound effects. What is that? Oh, I've seen that. It's funny. What is that? You need to look it up. It's it's hilarious. Yeah, I'm sure you can find it pretty much anywhere. Oh, it pops right up. Star Wars sound effects. I'm gonna watch it now. I'll put it on right now. Stand by. Oh. Here it comes. Forgive me, everyone, if this if you know YouTube shuts us down because I'm playing this video. I don't like I don't think it's a big a deal because it's not the actual video, but She watch. makes these weird ass noises all the time. 
my god. Jeez Louise. Oh. So if you guys want to see something really cool, it's completely unrelated to snakes and stogies. Um, I'm going to share something that I think is super fucking cool. Um, how many of the people that are still watching the show have ever seen the movie True Lies? With Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tom Arnold and Jamie Lee Curtis. No? Mm. Classic 90s Arnold acting movie. Sounds familiar. You know, Crimson I don't know that I've seen they detonate a nuke in the Florida Keys. No? Counterterrorism shit. Anyway, the movie is classic. There's one scene in the movie when Jamie Lee Curtis is going to shoot a Mac-10 and she starts to shoot it and she freaks and drops it and it spirals down the stairs and every single time it hits the staircase it goes bop, 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 and she kills all the bad guys by it falling down the stairs. Well, this is the actual Mac-10 from the movie. Yeah. Freaking cool! That is the Mac Ten from the movie, and I got to play with it, and that just makes me happy. I love it. It's not even a Powder Springs gun; it's a Marietta gun, which I think is even interesting too. It's a late gun, and there's like the pedigree paperwork saying it was in the movie. I don't know. Most people aren't going to care, but I thought that was cool. But it's real. What? Like it actually, it's real. Like it actually shoots like live ammunition. Oh no, it's a real transferable machine gun that they use in the movie. Because I, I remember, like you remember, uh, Bruce Lee's son got killed because of a prop gun accident. Yeah, yeah, that was. So I wondered if like they like, kind of cut out. Yeah, like if if something after that, maybe if they had changed it. Well, no. So in the nineties, transferable machine guns were still cheap. So all the movie guys, instead of buying guns that were blank firing or, you know, adapted guns for props and stuff, they would just buy real transferable ones because they were still collectible. So, like, these prop masters had all these fucking machine guns, and then they realized, well, they're worth money, let's sell them. And some of them had pedigree paperwork, like the True Lies gun. No, Mike, it did not shoot it. It doesn't get shot. It lives in the safe because it's the gun from True Lies. Uh, another one that's really popular is uh, everyone who's seen the original Red Dawn all those AK-47s in Red Dawn, this was pre, you know, Berlin Wall falling. So you couldn't get real Russian or Bulgarian or any kind of Eastern Bloc AKs. So all the AKs in Red Dawn were commercially made Chinese AKs that were imported legitimately and then made into machine guns for the movie. And they're all real working machine guns. Those guns then got sold in, I guess, the early 90s as well. So there's a bunch of Red Dawn AKs floating around there that are transferable. That is super cool. I think that'd be awesome to have a real AK. With a Glock 19 for cheap. What's that? Hook a brother with a Glock 19 for cheap. It doesn't, that does not exist anymore, my friend. That is a hot commodity. Yeah. But Come on. I wish I could. I don't even have any to sell you. Sold did they out. go up? Did they go up in price now because everyone's trying to get their hands on something? No, they didn't go up in price. They, they just, just disappeared. Went, 
they're at no, they're at MSRP and they're they ran out of stock. Because uh, Glocks are made in um, Glocks are made in Austria and in the United States. So the fact that we're out, like the country is out of Glocks, is crazy. Considering that a third of them are made domestically. You ever read that book about the, like the like the biography on on Gaston? Yeah. No, I didn't. I need to. It's actually pretty good. I, I read it. It's not a long read, but it was it was good. Pretty crazy. Like he wasn't even he wasn't even like a gun maker or designer. No. no, he wasn't. He just really really crazy. People get confused as to the model numbers on Glocks because it's 17, 19, 23, 25, yeah. you know, and they're like, oh, it's something with the caliber, capacity, whatever. It's not. It's Glock's patent. So his first gun he ever made was the 17. That's his 17th patent. That's what it was. But simply because Mike asked if I shoot, if I shot the Mac, I did not shoot the Mac. However, I did get to shoot this. I haven't posted this video yet, but this is actually very, very special. And I will share this with you all. I don't know how loud the volume is going to be, so please don't yell at me if your ears go out. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is a real uh, Browning High Power in 9mm that was made by Inglis in Canada for World War II. Um, it was issued to, I think, the Royal Air Force in Canada. And then at some point, it was sold commercially to the Chinese government. The Chinese government then sold it to someone in the United States. And then that person did this. So this is a Browning High Power in 9mm. <laughs> and then Phil looks at the camera like, fuck with it. No, it was more like, did the camera fall over? <laughs> yes, I know, Mike. It would have been cooler if I shot the Mac. Thanks a lot. Can't, but I can't just throw it down a staircase, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's the only way you can shoot it now. Right. Otherwise, it loses its, its importance. Yeah. All right, that's enough guns. We're losing people. We are losing people. It's okay. Life goes on. <laughs> Guns and geckos. Nice. Thanks. <clears throat> How are the perps doing? Uh, part of me wants to say they're doing very, very well. Um, they're eating, they're pooping, they're drinking. One of them's a shed. The other part of me says, I have no idea because I leave them the fuck alone and I never look at them. <laughs> I think that's why they're doing so well. <laughs> I actually haven't looked at them in like three or four days. I gotta go check them. That's right? another thing, man. Like some species... That's that's the one like the most important thing I think I learned when I was keeping inverts, right? It's like learning to have something and not feel the need to have to mess with it or yeah. handle it, take it yeah. out. Like you keep tarantulas and scorpions enough, especially like the the hotter ones, you learn to appreciate them in their enclosure. Yeah, yeah. And people are gonna be like, well. You need to give them enrichment, and you need to stimulate them. It's like, no, dude. You ever mess with a freaking ornamental? That thing don't want to be stimulated. That thing wants to go hide out. Yes. It'll get stimulated as it goes up the wall and onto your ceiling. Where you can't yep. freaking get it, and it'll do it in about five seconds. Yeah. So that was the one thing that, that keeping inverts taught me was 
it's okay to, to have stuff and not feel the need to, to toy with it. Yeah. The um uh the perps or Mike wants to know what we're talking about, Tremerceros purple maculatus, which is the shore pit viper or the purple spotted pit viper, which looks like that. Um, They're little assholey velcro snakes. Yep, little assholey velcro snakes. But they're gosh darn cute now, ain't they? It's actually a pretty bad photo. Um, <clears throat> but I, I've been leaving them alone, man. I figure maybe the end of summer, like maybe September stuff, I'll start getting in there and really doing like a routine with like misting and better feeding. Because right now I'm doing like every other week feeding, but they're eating and they're doing well. I'm basically just throwing a live fuzzy in there and leaving it, and the next day I check it and literally consistency of me checking it is like sliding the drawer cracked open looking with a flashlight and then closing so that's another purple one in shed that one shed like the day after this photo so, so you know like dan maleri just posted a video today on youtube and he was hatching out a clutch of chondros man and seeing that just made me want to hatch out babies again so bad It'll happen, brother. It'll happen sooner than later. Like you do, you don't you. It's incredible how small those things come out. Because I mean, they're. I don't really consider them to be a small python, at least Biox. But those eggs and those babies, dude, they're just so freaking tiny. Yeah. And Henry, if you're talking about the perps, I'm gonna wait. I think I'm gonna wait a whole season before I put stuff together because I think that the. I think the females are still a little small, brother. I really do. I think they could do it, but I don't want to do it. I think I'm going to wait. Just because like, I remember my female that I had a long time ago, and she was like double the size of what these are. So The males are definitely ready. Totally ready. Another, another pro tip and words that I now live by. If you have any reservations or your gut tells you in any capacity that you probably shouldn't do it. <clears throat> yep. Yep, listen to your gut. It's true. It's usually right. Your intuition and your whatever your gut tells you. There's a reason you feel that way, you know. Yeah. Uh, side note: My wiener dog learned that if he lays on his back and shimmies his butt back and forth, he can scratch his the middle of his back. <laughs> so he's been doing that like every day now. It's like a new thing he does, and he's fucking adorable. So I sat on the floor. And I waited him to, like I sat Indian style on the floor, and like I waited for him to finish because I figured he was just going to jump in my lap and I was going to brush him out. And I look up, and the barking geckos are staring big eyed at him, and their tails are like this. <laughs> and all I could think of was this gecko that is literally like four inches, three and a half inches long thinks it can eat that sausage dog. They were stalking my dog because he's wriggling around the floor like a worm. That <laughs> I, I wish I had I wish I had like the ability to like leave like a, a, a trail cam inside their tub. Like if it was a small enough trail cam. Yeah. That the expressions that they give and like the stuff that goes through their puny little brains is hilarious. I have to find more of them. I really hope that Leland is at Daytona. Because if he is, I'm definitely buying one. I need to... I want to set up my... 
I, so my my Waze cam, Wise cam, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I haven't had that set up lately, but I really want to set it up in front of that Jans, the Jansen I tub, the females. Yeah. So I can watch them at work and see if they're actually coming out looking around when no one's home. Well, you know, when Henry and I bred the CMNs, we had a, we got a, a Wise cam, Waze cam, whatever that was called, and we did the, the magnet with the, the magnet uh, bracket. And I stuck one of the magnets on the vision cage glass and we put it in the cage with them. And it's Wi-Fi. It's, there's no cords or nothing, which is awesome. Yeah. This uh, one's corded. Okay. Actually, I think this was corded for power, and we just ran the power out the vision glass. Mm -hmm. But, dude, it was great until she would explore and knock the thing open. <laughs> so... Well, I originally used it to keep an eye on chondros and any breeding action, but... Since I got a lot of breeding action and no eggs, I just said I separated them. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pair them when it starts cooling down. Word. It's just I, like if I kept them together, it'd probably be like the first round when I got eggs, where I wouldn't get eggs until winter, anyways. So, might as well just separate them and come back to it when the time is yeah. right. Cool man, I dig it. Uh, what about the uh, uh, Sani eggs? She has been cruising like crazy every night, pushing on the glass. Like they, so the prelay shed was on the fifth. Um, European Boyga Chris. Yeah, uh, I was talking to him about it because he had. I got some. I asked about his egg boxes and stuff, and he asked yeah. how you know how far along she was and. He said, you know, you still got probably a month or so before she lays. Which oh, really? I guess that makes sense because that's, I mean, that's got to be pretty standard because most snakes that prelay shed, usually you're going to be looking at at least another month before they actually lay. At least that's how it is with, with condors and, okay. and stuff. So, but I mean, she's definitely grabbing. She's super thick. In the back half, you know. <clears throat> My biggest concern right now is, is she big enough to handle it, which I think she might be. I would say she is. Um, she's huge. She's not that big. She's just like five, five and a half foot? No. Oh. I thought she was like five foot. Mm -mm. Okay. I mean, I think actually, I mean, given for like maybe in the wild, I feel yeah. like it's probably not uncommon to find females her size with babies, but um, I don't know. I, I mean, I hope a that she can handle it and that she can lay without any problems. And then I also hope that b she actually has you know she doesn't slug out. But there's actually some good eggs in there. So yeah. But I, I put the egg box together. The egg box has been sitting <clears> in the incubator for a week or two now, just to make sure that's all up to temperature and everything's ready. Cool. Um, so a good shit in there. Yeah, let her get in there, let her poop on it a little bit, make it smell like her, that kind of thing. Then the, uh, then the, the weight. You know, it's the weight for for those to hatch. I mean, they, they take like 80 or so days. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris also suggested setting incubator at 82 during the day and then 78 at night. Really? So I have, it, I have my herbs that dialed in there. Um, and you're running it now, right? Yeah. Good. 
Cool. Yeah, it's been running. Um, so, like I said, I made the, the little egg box, the incubation box and stuff, and have it in the humidor so it's all in sync. And that way I'm not putting them into a, you know, a cold box to where the, now the whole box has to change temperature. Yeah. For the eggs, you know, it's it's in there. I'm probably going to add some more springtails to it before she lays, but she's had a lay box in there for a while now. I like to give mine... I play it safe. Like, I put a lay box in with most anything that's going to be laying way ahead of time, just because yeah. I'd rather have it in there and then use it if they want to, like, in between, but, you know, yeah. in the meantime, whatever, then wake up to find... Yeah, well, to, to wake up and find eggs in the water bowl because you slept on it too long. Yep. So, Or I sift through the sand and find eggs that are petrified because mm-hmm. it was a week before I knew that they were there. You know? Right. That sucks. <clears throat> but my biggest concern is just her size and, you know, making sure hoping that she's big enough for, for to pass them safely without any problems. You know? I think it'd be all right. She looks good, man. I offered her food today and she refused, so that's a good sign. Cool. Um, cool. So. I'll be right back. Bear, I'll my bear. Bear <clears throat> I went and fed all the bears today and every drawer I open, all the bears are like blue, 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 blue. They're all going to shed at the same time. Mike, why are you scared to put them together, man? Obviously, don't put all three of them together because the males will freaking kill each other. But. Mm-hmm. Henry, what are you talking about? Month or two before breeding season. Did I miss that part? What did I miss? Nothing. I'm trying to figure out what Henry was talking about with the month or two before breeding season. Oh, yeah. I think he was referring to the purple maculatus. Oh, okay. And then I asked Mike why he was why he was scared to put them together. I mean, it is it's like because of the feeding response. Said the Beyond Girl is going to destroy them. Mm. How old are the males? Because that's I mean that's my biggest struggle with my pairs. Like my girl is in food mode constantly, and so I have to put the mail in, and then I have to watch them. And I usually get my little hand mister, and I change it to like the jet instead of the mist. Because <laughs> when I put him in there, she starts eyeballing him real hard. I mean, like that, like goes right up to him and just stops and waits for him to move, and I'll, I'll hit her. Yeah, and it usually sort of breaks them, and they're like, you know, throws them off a little bit and stops her from nailing him. Sure, sure. Yeah, I've done that before. And then after a few minutes, I think she kind of realizes, you know, oh, he's not food. It's just him again. She goes back my, uh, to sleeping. My, 
my yearling Cordillas from last year are at size now where they're starting to fight each other. And like, I'll, I'll be sitting watching TV and I'll hear like, <laughs> and uh, I'll look up behind me because the tank's like behind me and I'll see like one's got one by the leg or like one's got one by the tail. And like, I'll just stand up and like go to touch the lock on the cage and then they both let go. So now I got to figure out if I, I don't know if I want to add more decor or if I want to individually separate them. Cause like, it's not, it's not like combative. It's just, they're just dicks to each other. So I don't know the sex ratio yet. Cause they're still a little too small. Um, I need to put them in like a deli cup and like flip them and like look at them good, you know? I also put mine, when I pair mine, I put them in during the day. Cause at night it's, you're asking for a freaking disaster. Yeah, they're just they're so so locked in at night. He's taken an action that male's taken a couple hits from that female before and I'm like, good God. I was like, please just if you do bite him, bite him on the body and not like the face or something. I don't want him to lose an eye. She's a beast of a of a beak too, so Andy, how's my Malukans? December and January is kind of when you'd be pairing them anyways, so that works out. Most guys don't pair them until the, uh, the solar starts cooling off anyways. I just put mine together because... I always figure I'm kind of lazy when it comes to that kind of thing. Like a lot of guys are like <clears throat> super, you know, like Andy, like super scientific and, you know, they're dropping the temperatures this much, you know, a day for three months and not feeding. And I'm just like, put them together and the mail will make it happen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> But I, I mean, I saw a ton of locks with mine like this year when I've had them together. Like, there was a point where I woke up every morning for probably almost a month straight and they were locked up and cuddled up, but nothing ever came of it. And I think it's just she's, you know, she wasn't, she wasn't ovulating, she wasn't, uh, wasn't any follicle development going on, so didn't go anywhere. It'll happen. I want to put the the Bairds back together and see if they'll make something happen again. Will you do that like end of September? Uh, I don't know. The female's gonna shed, so whenever she's done, you know, whenever she sheds out, I'll probably throw the male back in. Oh, okay. Cool. You need to get her beefed up, get some some extra food in her. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm inheriting, I guess you call it a. Uh, <clears throat> I'm excuse me, my throat voice cracked like I hit puberty. Um, I'm inheriting a Aussie dumpy, probably this week that is super blue, nice. and uh, I think I'm going to make him the kitchen frog because I don't have the kitchen gecko anymore. So uh, I have the gecko. I just took him out of the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So I think I might put that in there, like a little exoterra, and like set him up and make him look cool. But I'm excited, man. I haven't had an amphibian in like a long time. Like a really long time. I got a piddle. 
So yeah, so I actually, uh, I'm excited to have a frog, which is weird because I'm not like the frog guy at all. But uh, it's my coworker's kid sister. She's going to college. They won't let her take it to, to the dorm or whatever. So uh, I get a dumpy and it's blue, which is super cool. And I really wish that I could keep it in the same enclosure as a Trimorosaurus and Solaris, because that would be so cool to have like a blue frog and a blue snake in the same thing. Wow, Andy, that is phenomenal. Super cool. And he just sent me pictures of his upgrading from the cage on the Malukan scrubs. And that is quite impressive. I would screen share if the not here and he has control of me. That's awesome, Andy. Super fun. Another exciting news, I got Jake a new mic. Oh, yeah. Talk, talk about that. Um, Does he appreciate so, it? <laughs> I don't, well, we haven't used it yet. We didn't record this week. I doubt we're going to record. Well, we did record Thursday. I doubt we're going to record this upcoming week. So Why didn't you record Thursday? Uh, we have that. Well, so the Oliva event was like a two-night thing. One night it was supposed to be at the other shop, and then Friday night it was at uh, the downtown shop. And I thought that I would have to work late Thursday. And, of course, I didn't. I closed at 8 like I normally do. And uh, So we could have, and then we were like, let's record this weekend, and then that didn't happen. So, okay. But, yeah, it's a Behringer XM8500. Um 25 bucks. Nice. Very, I mean, very good build quality. Like, it's all metal. Um, it got really good reviews. Um, it's going to be similar to my Sure, so that it's it's one of the types that doesn't pick up a ton of background noise. Like, it's a cardioid pattern, so basically front-facing and anything behind it is probably not going to pick it up. So I'm hoping that we don't have any more issues with the bugs and the fan and, or at least it's toned down a lot and I don't have to cut Jake out entirely. Yeah. So it's awesome. Man. Can we hear it? It's nice. I was going to use it tonight, but I didn't feel like setting everything up. Yeah. I don't blame it. The, uh, so just noticing that we're on episode 40, which I think is crazy that we have 40 episodes of snakes and stogies. Um, and then what episode would be this coming week for THP? 90. Four. Damn. Because if it was like 99 or 100, that would be awesome to do it at Daytona. Yeah. Well, Jake's not even, Jake's not going. So. Oh, that's right. Fuck. Well, that also leads me to my next question that I almost forgot to ask you. I have several people asking me if you and I will be doing Snakes and Stogies or anything similar to it at Daytona. What sure we can. I figured if we're smoking in the morning, we can do... Snakes and stogies and breakfast. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. And get Brent, whoever else wants to hang out. Yeah. But I'll have my computer and stuff. Cool, man. So. I was actually thinking like how we would do that if if we just put like the laptop open and like put it back from us and get like four or five of us or whoever is in frame. <clears throat> yeah, that's just a question of like the mic and stuff, which I mean, I can bring the blue if I want to do. Um, I have a whole list of stuff on my phone of things I need to make sure I pack, so I can add. 
that to the list. Nice. Because if we're, I mean, if we're doing it there and we don't have anybody remote, then we don't have to worry about feedback. So we don't have to have headphones. You know, yeah. it'll it'll be nice. Awesome. Um, I tried to get the audio from the last episode, and for whatever reason, oh my little my audio puller app thing told me I had to start paying for it, which I wasn't about to do because actually I tried to and it like it literally told me I couldn't because of some sort of American law because it was like some Russian company. So I was like, okay. Um, but apparently there's there's some way to do it on StreamYard here. I just don't know how. Okay. Maybe I need to ask Joe because I bet you I bet you Phelan would know. Yeah, of course he knows this shit inside now. He's been using this longer than anybody else. So, was it? Is he the one who told you about StreamYard? He's the one. He's he's been using it for a long time, and so after I think I was a guest or something and trying it out, I was like, man, this is like ridiculously easy to use. So. And we can actually stream now to, uh, like, both YouTube and a Facebook page, I think. So you can hook nice. it up to the THN Facebook and stream both. And I'm assuming comments will all just roll in in the same thread. That's awesome. Well, so I was going to ask you, so on the THN, so you've got – all of the Conjure mm. Pass, and yes. you've got all the THPs. Yes. And then how far are you in the Snake Stogies? Did you do like what we talked about, cho choosing select ones, or you just put them on? No, I think I stopped it. I got to look. I think I, I got to maybe 10, and then I tried to upload the latest one because I was just going to, yeah, I got to 10. And I was going to upload the latest one and just keep going from there. But, but let me ask you. So, oh yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking at it right now. You're at ten, but now, are you going to do like is is the podcast going to have different numerical nomenclature, or is it going to you're going to be like ten, sixteen, twenty two? Like, you mean? like you're not putting every single snakes and stogies on there. We're only going to put like the badass ones, right? I was going to put them all on there, but now I'm thinking I'm just going to start from this one. If I can get the audio from this one, just start uploading all the new ones and the back catalog. It, just, yeah, like, it makes more sense just to make a clean break and just start uploading them. Okay. New. I was going to say, like, I really obviously I like the ones with Brent. I like the ones with Chris and everybody. The one we have with Billy and Casey was pretty good, too. So, I mean... You and I talk about a lot of nonsense too, but I feel like when we have the guests, it's like usually. Yeah, that would be yeah, that'd be that would be easy to do too. Just do the guest ones, you know, yeah. and then all the new ones that we do from this yeah. one and up or whatever. But yeah, it looks good, man. I love it. Do you ever figure out how to get a uh, a name on the THP? Because like, here I'll show you what I was. I don't know if you remember me asking you this, but like, if you look here. So, see if that focuses. See how it, it says becomes, like, snakes and stogies, snakes and stogies, and like Nerodia. It doesn't say THP. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I don't do that just because if I put THP, it's going to cut out a lot of the other text. I think. Oh, uh, okay, okay. But. Oh yeah, because look here it says THP one on one, 
but then the next one is retics and hots and then the next one after that it says Conjurecast number 23. Yeah, the Conjurecast ones I did it just so there was a differentiation. Okay. You know. Okay, cool. <clears throat> Cuz now that they're all on the same stream, I do need to like you know, label them as such. Yeah, differentiate. Let me see what we're at though. I want to see stats. I haven't looked at the stats for TH and stuff lately. All time 77,154 plays. Nice. So because of, because you changed the name of the THP page to the THN page, you still retain all of your stats from the THP cast. Yeah, but, yeah, because I just I just changed the, the account name. But Conjurecast is new numbers because that was on yes. PC. That one's gone. The Snakes and Stogies one I think I paid for again just because I had to get the files. Yeah. Because I didn't keep any of the files like an idiot. I should have, and I didn't. Okay. Um, but your episode is still the third most popular. Which one? The Nefarious episode we did with you for THP. Really? The first one, yeah. And wow. then the Europlatus episode is number two, literally by a single play. Wow. And then, for whatever reason, our one-on-one for August of last year is like the most popular like that one's at 1,479, and then the Europlatus one's 1,478. Now, let me ask you this. So, for example, if uh, using, like, you know, the Europlatus one, if I I am a new person and I want to listen to the Europlatus one, and I listen to it 10 times in a row because I really want to get that information, does that show 10, 10 plays, or does that show that one IP address? No, that shows 10 plays. Ah, okay. Which is kind of, I mean, the stats we can, we only, we can really only take it like face value, because it right. could, you know, that could mean someone listened to like five seconds and said these guys are Milan's, or someone listened to the entire episode and then listened to it three more times, like you were saying. Yeah. But I mean, seventy-seven thousand plays, like that's, that's a lot. It's a lot. Like, I also know that, like for example, when I'm listening frequently my phone may crash or the app may close or whatever i have to click it just and i'll start from scratch and then fast forward to where i left off that would obviously count as a second play mm-hmm. ah see that's, that's yeah so like i said i mean it it yeah. doesn't doesn't really mean a whole lot um yeah. i mean it shit. really doesn't matter because i mean we're gonna still crank them out regardless of what gets yeah. plays or doesn't but yeah I'm just thinking about how many of those, uh, how many of my own podcasts are me listening to it because my fucking phone keeps crashing. <laughs> you ready to call it? I don't know. Are you? I still I, I fired up this nub, so. I'm... Oh, well, I actually was just looking at the clock. I didn't realize what the fucking time was. I got a ton. I should be tomorrow morning. But if you're cool with calling it, I would. Yeah, let's call it. It's fine. Excellent. As always, we appreciate everybody hanging out, kicking it with us. Hell yeah! Thank you for uh, partaking and enjoying and chilling. If you're going to Daytona, we'll see you there. If Absolutely. not, like I said, we'll try and do a stream or two while we're there. We'll see 
It'll probably be earlier in the day, I'd imagine, because I'm sure at night we're going to be busy schmoozing, mingling, Maybe. being Maybe. social butterflies and spreading our wings. All right, guys. Guys and gals, good night.